When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Feel Good Podcast with Kimberly Snyder. My goal is to help you develop a holistic lifestyle based on our four cornerstone philosophy, food, body, emotional well-being, and spiritual growth. This holistic approach will help you feel good, which I define as being connected to your most authentic, highest self. And this is the place from which your energy, confidence, creativity, true power, and true beauty will start to explode. Every week, we provide you with interviews from top experts in their field or a solo cast from yours truly to support you in living your most beautiful, healthy, and joyful life. I'm your host, Kimberly Snyder, founder of Saluna, New York Times bestselling author, and holistic wellness, nutrition, and meditation teacher. Let's get started. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to our Monday interview podcast. I am so excited for our very special guest today, a repeat guest who happens to be the one and only John, hubby John, my incredible husband. And today we're talking about finding a way to accept differences, to celebrate differences even, and to create more peace in your relationships. So this includes, of course, your personal relationship, your spouse, your significant other, but also in your friendships, in your work environment, with your neighbors, with your colleagues. We've been taught to think that differences of opinion or differences of you know ways of living and ideas can create walls and separation. But actually, when we learn to celebrate and accept we find ways to come together in deeper and deeper ways and life continues to open up and it's such a beautiful thing. And I really love this conversation with my husband, John. We are very different and we love to share about that, but also how we connect in the deepest ways. John is not only an incredible husband, he's an incredible man, papa bear. He is honest and so creative and authentic. He has his own brand that he's created, Jack Taylor PR, his marketing strategy. He's really built this incredible business from his authentic heart. And so I can't wait to share this conversation with you today. But before we get into it, I want to give a shout out to our fan of the week. Her name is Sarah Ashley Fox. And she writes, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. I've been binge listening to Kimberly's podcast for the past two months, and I can't say enough good things. Kimberly is a ray of light, inspiring us to live our brightest lives from a place of inner joy and self-acceptance. There are a million things we can listen to, but this podcast helps me set the tone of my day and reminds me of all the ways I can nourish my mind, body, and soul. Well, thank you so much, Sarah Ashley Fox, my love, for being in our community. I'm so grateful that we found each other. I believe, yes, there are no coincidences. And we, when our soul cries out for, for growth and for tools, we find a way, we find each other, we find our community. So I am so happy that you are here. I send you so much love. I send you a big virtual hug. Thank you so much for your review. 
and my loves for your chance to also be shouted out as our fan of the week. Please be sure to write a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and and send us you can also take a picture you can do it for the for the you know for the love in your heart just for the you know the joy of writing your review but as an extra incentive if you take a screenshot of your review and send it to us at reviews at mysaluna.com we will also send you our seven self-love affirmation series another tool that you can listen to to help you reframe some limiting beliefs so thank you so much in advance. We know this, you know, in the world we live in today, reviews are important. And please be sure to subscribe to our show. And that way you don't miss out on any of these interviews or Q&A community podcasts, which are on Thursdays. And please also share the podcast with anyone that you think would benefit from the show, from any of the 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 different aspects. It's such a beautiful thing to share our tools so whether it's a friend, a loved one, a colleague, pass it along. And finally, I will also share that if you are not yet aware, my new book is now out. The new book, Baby, has just birthed into the world. You are more than you think you are. So please be sure to pick up a copy today where I take you on this journey of teachings, tools, practices for really raising your self-esteem and living your best life in all areas including in abundance and vitality, confidence, and more. So you can check it out wherever books are sold. You are more than you think you are. All right. All that being said, let's get into our podcast today. Amazing interview with hubby John. Here we are again in the woman cave, a rare visit from Papa Bear into the woman cave. Thank you so much, babe, for coming back here, coming back on the podcast. First of all. It's like a whole different world down here. This is in my house. <laughs> it smells of essential oils and it's so dense spirituality. I feel like I'm in like some kind of ashram. I mean, it it feels like I'm in your womb. Is that weird, baby. First of all, you get so excited. Put the mic next to your face. I love it. I'm gonna. Put you down here for. I'm just a bit of a mouth breather. Oh, I don't want well, people to, to the hear sounds. the the panting. Oh my goodness! Well, first of all, babe, I'm so excited you're back. I just wanted to um, say that talking about this topic today with you about accepting and celebrating our differences for more peaceful relationships is something you've been talking about for a very long time. This idea of acceptance. But before we get to that, before we get in, I just want to take this moment to share with all the community how grateful I am for you. Um, It's been a lot. The past few weeks with the book launch, I've been traveling. It's just been like an emotional journey as well, you know, and I see where I am attached. Was it, you know, attached to the book, almost like felt like giving birth you know, it sounds funny, but it, you know, you work on something, it's inside of you and then it comes out into the world. And so, you know, it's just been a lot the last few weeks and you've been with me every step of the way, you know, everything from getting up with me at 2 a.m. to make coffee for me for the Good Morning America segment mm-hmm. to just being there to process and talk through and hold me when I'm feeling, you know, down and the self-doubt comes up and then also being there to celebrate the happy moments. So first of all, thank you for being an amazing husband and human. Well, Mama, uh, thank you for that. And uh, you said you were going to list your favorite 20 things about me (laughs) on this this podcast. Or maybe we could do a little poll. Like, husband, H is for (gasps) handsome. U is for uber helpful. (laughs) B is for Badass. I don't know. Um, but uh, we don't have to do that. We don't have to do poetry Wait, here. I just you, am wait, in awe of how... Can I come hang out here when you aren't around? This is fantastic. I want to take yeah. a nap. <laughs> wait, but I just want to say I love your little, you know, semi, you know, little whatever you were just doing with the letters, but you forgot the letter S. You went B, badass. You didn't say S. Husband. <laughs> Hubs. Oh, I love it because you wanted to fit in badass. So, um, anyways, babe, I love 
you know, I love sharing you with the community and I am open. I love to share about our love uh-huh. because it's something that I always wanted, but I wasn't sure existed. And I think when we share our stories, you know, and I, in the, in the new book, I talk about, you know, I had a lot of difficulties or struggles in past mm-hmm. relationships. And so, you know, um, I just want to share that I really feel that this connection is, is, is possible in the world. We have it. And I think the more we do connect inward, we create that. We, yeah, it's we create that in our relationships with, you know, romantically or friendship wise. This applies to coworkers. It applies to relationships in general. Yeah. I never wanted this. Um, I knew it instantly when I, when I met you and when right. I, when I saw you, it was like, it was very, very quick, but it wasn't something that I ever wanted. I was like, yeah, I'm open to it. If I meet someone, you know, like I remember I used to, how I used to say it, I used to have like a phrase and be like, yeah, if I meet someone and, you know, I make her better and she makes me better and we're better as a team than we are as individuals then sure, I'll, you know, figure it out. And, uh, and I think I meant that, you know, even though it was like a, a definitely a phrase that I would say often when that thing came up. Um, but as soon as we met each other, uh, it was very, uh, it was very quick, wasn't it? Well, <clears throat> you know, I have a whole thing that we could go down the rabbit hole, which we will not right now, no. but about time and my, um, the you know the the quantum physics interest in me says, oh, you know, time isn't linear, right? So for me, it didn't feel quick. It felt like it felt, felt like right. a, it felt like a flow. Yeah, it felt you know, right. It, there was no part that ever felt hurried, but it felt like this flow. And, you know, back to this idea of acceptance and celebrating our differences to create peace. And I would say just deeper relationships in general. Mm-hmm. So this topic is, you know, we're talking about it as husband and wife partners, but also, again, like I said, this applies to, you know, your relationship with your coworkers or your, you know, your friends, your loved ones neighbors, people in your community um, around this idea of, first of all, acceptance. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, going back to us for a moment, you know, in the beginning and still recently, I came on your podcast and um, which, by the way, is the one day podcast. Thank you for the plug. With John Beer. And it's wonderful. I came on your podcast and you recently brought up like, oh, you know, so different still. And it was, you know, in the beginning, sure, like I think physically, and I even write about this in the new book, you know, I was like, oh, it's, you know, of course we recognize we're, you know, different physically. You have a lot of tattoos and, you know, you do a lot of strength stuff, you know, big dude into CrossFit. And that's like the last thing I would personally be drawn to. We have different interests, you know, um, and you like motorcycles and I'm plant-based. And when we met, you're not plant-based. Um, I'm still not plant-based. And you're still not plant-based. You've gone in phases, to be fair. You've yes. had vegan periods, plant-based periods. But yes, you are not now. So anyways, there was there was a deep acceptance for our differences that I'd love you to talk about, baby, because in the past you've, you've, you've called it right in the head. You're like, Hey, it's not about hanging out with someone that does the same things as you. And it's not about necessarily trying to like squeeze into the middle, but this idea of acceptance definitely, you know, runs through our relationship where those other things don't seem as important. Yeah. I, I think also, um, I think it came very naturally to me to uh, accept it. I actually like differences. I know my own stuff. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm familiar with my things and I don't need, when I'm thinking about a life partner, uh, I think it's good, baby. But um, when I'm thinking about a life partner, I'm not thinking about the things that we like to do together in terms of hobbies and things like that. If anything, those commonalities can be a distraction. Right. Because you're not actually, you're, you're, you're skiing, you know, or you're, 
or you're 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 doing yes. an activity together yes. that you both happen to enjoy and that's a real that's not about like those are not character things those are you know how you spend time and if anything on the path like leading into that path of of delusion yes. because it's taking you away from actually you know like being conscious with each other and actually getting to to know each other and peeling back the layers and being vulnerable and and all the things by the way that I've never been in other relationships and so uh I didn't even it came quite naturally to me when I when I when I when I felt connected but uh like being in we've said this a lot that being in a in a called a conscious relationship uh, a real kind of soul partnership allows you i was going to say for better or worse but for better um to be the worst version of yourself at times and know that you're still loved and uh that's something that you know you and i like you've seen me at my best and you bring out the best in me uh and you've seen me at my at my absolute worst and there have been times where our relationship uh has brought out the absolute worst in me and sometimes <laughs> of course we are the worst the meanest the <laughs> coldest that anything to the people we're the closest to each yeah that we are the closest with well you know it's so funny because we can be yes but what you were saying and you said it really um you know, eloquently, again, back to this idea of the doing, like people match the doing these, um, you know, I, I saw this show once with my mom and she really liked it called The Bachelor, which I'm sure, you know, are you familiar with it, baby? Canadian? Yeah. So, so it's not that Canadian, first of all, I haven't lived in Canada <laughs> since the nineties. Um, all right. All right. All right. And, but besides that, uh, yeah, everybody's familiar with The Bachelor. Okay. I'm just except saying. Except you. No, no, I'm saying The Bachelor again. I, I, some of some of these shows I don't always catch. We don't own a TV either. But anyways, The Bachelor dating sites, which I haven't been on personally as well. I know I've, I'm a little bit out of touch with some of this technology stuff. But it's, it's. I assume a lot of it, and I hear a lot of it's based on like, oh, we have matching hobbies. We like to do the same stuff, right? That comes into play somewhat, I imagine, and. The outer doing, sometimes it matches up and sometimes that's great. Sometimes it doesn't match up like with us. We like to do different things, but it's almost like, you know what I talk about in the, in the new book, you are more than you think you are, the difference between ego and the true self, right? The ego is when we over-identify with the outer world. It's like we like to ski. It's like the things you, you, you do together. We work out in the same way. That's great. But it's not what the whole relationship should be, right? Or it's like we're both physically attractive. I think you're beautiful and I think you're handsome. But of course, that's going to shift and change versus, you know, deep acceptance comes in relationships. I think when we can just see to who we are, first of all, like, that, you know, we connect to this eternal, formless part of us, the energy, the soul, we can say spirit individualized or, our, you know, our hearts when we connect in, we, we see through that. So I think acceptance becomes easier because the outer stuff becomes less important naturally. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, completely. <laughs> so let's talk about acceptance though in everyday life, which again sounds great, but you know, we have this divine part, we have the human part. And I think we've both, you know, let's talk about food. And I think for a lot of us, we have had struggles, periods where maybe we eat differently than our partner. We've had so many people write into the podcast saying they went plant-based and their, you know, their spouse or their partner or their roommate or whoever wasn't supportive or they feel so strongly um, that they want their partner to be healthy, which is, I get that. I feel that with you, babe. I shared, like, I don't want to push... um you know, my ideas on you, I am plant-based. As you know, I've been plant-based for, you know, over 13 years now. And when we met, you tried it because you know I was plant-based and then you went in and out. Well, I've tried it a lot. I mean, I spent six months being plant-based right when I met you trying to trying to woo you. No, uh, but I did pretty close to <laughs> when I met you. Uh, after being pretty carnivorous, 
uh, yeah. for a lot of my life. And, uh, and then I spent another six months. So, baby, I'm telling you, the mic is good. I no, when you come close, you. it's so you, good, I baby. You it's good. No, but I but, love how it sounds um, close. So, um, and uh, I also just didn't do it properly. I don't want this podcast to be about, you know, being plant-based or not. But uh, I, see the, I see the truth of it, to be perfectly honest. Uh, and I definitely fear, feel spiritually lighter on a on a plant based diet, but uh, you know I struggle with food. I numb myself with food, and that density of eating you know large amounts of meat is sometimes what I'm looking for in that numbing. Yeah, and it's you know it's hard for me to witness because the you know the part of me that care so deeply about you and your health and I see you eating that I think oh man like it's heavy but then you know back to this idea but so we're talking about acceptance uh, yes of accept exactly I'm saying in my head I think that but then you know acceptance I think part of that also means moving away from right wrong good bad like my idea is the right answer and there were times where I felt that you know, like I had to like, oh, I look at these studies and like, did you watch that documentary? Like really like back up my idea. But I think over time, um, you know, for me, it's it's gone along with my path of, of just meditating more and more introspection, journaling of really stepping back from those hard lines, whether we're talking about food or, you know, even like a political opinion or um you know, idea, whatever it is, when we step away from right, wrong, it, you know, we soften the edges. There's also, you know, like, there's a line. And the lines are tend to be character lines, I think. And for example, and not, not even, maybe character is the wrong way. But let me, let me give thought to this as I'm saying it, and it'll, it'll figure itself out. If you were an atheist, Mm. We probably wouldn't connect on a soul level because what would we really be connecting on? Yeah. Or if you were like a racist, but you were great in every other way. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but Can't. like these are these are core issues about like how you like feel about people and it's like life perspective. Yes. It runs through all yes. things. Yes. yes. So, um, you know, but somebody's diet, you know, is, is not, you know, one of those things that, uh, yes. I think it's really appropriate to, you can have an opinion, but to really try and change someone, um, I think that's where the acceptance has to come in. So you, you raise an important, important part. You were like, it's not, um, it's not the thing that runs through everything. So, you know, character values, like we said from the, from the beginning, we have the same values. We really uh, believe in honesty and um, love, unconditional love. Like we have values that are shared. So again, when we connect on that deeper heart level, you know, some of the, like the other stuff just seems less serious to well, me, or that's how I perceive it. Well, we're connected on the foundational things. Yes. You can't like you can't build on a on a crappy foundation. You know, yes. the things that are that are core elements of our being and our purpose and our existence and how we look at the world, we're very aligned on. And it's the little things. You know, and not not the diet is a is a little thing or but like it's kind of a little thing and all the other things our surface mm -hmm. whether or not i ride motorcycles whether i have tattoos whether i'm into you know mixed martial arts or martial arts and uh <laughs> i mean those are those are the hobbies hey beauties i want to share one of the biggest secrets for health and wellness and energy and maintaining a slim lean body is to consistently clean out excess waste from your body. It's not just what you're putting in, but making sure that you are releasing as much as possible from your GI tract, from your body, things that can stagnate, old waste, old toxins that can clog your body and make your goals, your wellness and beauty goals much harder to achieve. So I have a product for you. It's called Detoxy. 
It's really amazing. It's basically nascent oxygen paired with ASC2P, which is a stable form of vitamin C that in clinical research has been shown to help prevent the very, very root cause of aging, which is the shortening of telomeres, which creates chromosomal damage in your DNA. So it's helpful in that regard. And it also just cleans out your system. It's amazing. It's not a laxative. It's not habit forming, but you take it in the evening and you'll find the right capsule amount for you. It could be one. It could be four or five. I personally take four. You take it before bed and in the morning you release more, so to speak. So it's really wonderful. It's really impactful. It will help you feel lighter and all the benefits of cleansing your system, better skin, more energy. So you can check it out over at mysaluna.com. It's called Feel Good Detoxy. And you can also use the code wellness15 for 15% off all supplements and skincare, including our detoxy. Again, wellness15 for 15% off. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and your tushies do too. Huggies Little Movers is their best-fitting diaper ever with its curved and stretchy fit. Babies, no matter what kind of butt you've got, you'll feel comfy while your mushy little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers are curved with up to 12-hour protection against leaks. Get your baby butt in Huggies Best-Fitting Diaper. Huggies Little Movers. We got you, baby. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So um, acceptance and let's talk about this part in celebrating differences for peaceful relationships. So if we go a little bit broader and we look around the world today, babe, like and you are in the news a lot more than me. I know there's so many different ideas and, you know, um, perspectives about the pandemic, you know, and all the, the, you know, just the ways the political things that happen, solutions for, you know, um, just ecological change. Like there's just so many differences and we may find ourselves having different opinions from our loved ones, from our coworkers, our friends and our family. So it's, you know, this idea of oneness is that inside of the oneness, you know, we all are from source, but we're all different. So for me, when I think about this part of it, what's helped me, again, get away from right and wrong is, and of course, I fall in and out of it. You've seen me in my lowest, you've seen me in the self-doubt, but it does come back to, oh, you know, connecting to this uniqueness inside of us. You can call it the soul, the energy, the intuition, the heart, whatever it is, but it's, you know, this formless part of us, the true self part of us. So I feel like the more I've spent effort meditating and connecting to that, when I see people, again, when I'm in it, in the space and not in the fear and the self-doubt, you can start to feel more like who someone is because you feel more of who you are. And so, again, someone can have different ideas and opinions, but you still find a way to connect. Well, and and beyond that, you know, like when I see you at your lowest, when I see you with self-doubt, it is shocking to me because (laughs) I see you at your most conscious. I see you at your highest possible potential. I see you as you really are. Uh, and it's the same thing I think with with me when mm-hmm. when you know like I struggle with with the, with those insecurities like we all do, uh, and for a long time, I think I was so insecure that I wouldn't even admit to myself that I struggled with self doubt. I think that's a very common thing with people, but we all do, and uh, almost all of us, nearly all of us, and uh, if you don't. You probably should not because you should <laughs> because but because it's just it, it can be sometimes the we're, we're our ego is so mm. strong that it's blocking any any type of feeling like that 
Um, but you see me at my most conscious. And so you can't, uh, you can't imagine me having those feelings of, of self-doubt or insecurity or not being confident. Um, yeah, which is amazing. And I think it's important to have these mirrors to each other. I mean, in our case, we are, you know, married lovers, best friends. So we have these really strong mirrors to each other, you know, and I'm so grateful for that. You know, but it could also be your roommate, your your sibling, your parent, your best friend, your co-worker, your co-worker you know, helping to just um, in different ways give you some perspective. Because when, I, now when I'm spiraling in self-doubt, my mind and the egos, the chatter of the ego gets so loud that oof, it's, you know, we all go through those dark times. And for me, it gets, you know, it's, I got to change environment. I have to go for a walk. You know, that's where this, you know, weekend you're like, okay, you can go for a walk. <laughs> I go like, oh, okay, I need to breathe and just get out of my head. And, um, you know, it's these tools and practices that help me come back, help me accept more, um, you know, and, and, just I think about the depth that comes from acceptance because like you were saying, blocking, I think sometimes we block our deepest relationships or you know, feeling and connecting in a deeper way because we keep things surface because of the fear, because of the pain, um, you know, for all these ways. So then we focus on surface stuff. So then we, you know, it's like this cycle when we go deeper, the acceptance comes and then we celebrate the differences because we start to love more and more who that person is. And so their expression is, um, you know, we accept it. Yeah. We were, you know, we were really lucky from the perspective that um, we were able to be vulnerable with each other really, really quickly. Yeah. How did that happen? I don't know. I was never vulnerable with anybody else and neither were you. No. We just um, felt each other. We collapsed into each other. We just opened up into each other, didn't we? Yeah. And um, what's also interesting, and not to get woo-woo, but I'll get woo-woo. <laughs> we had lived within blocks of each other all over the world for years. We lived in the same small town in Australia. And we were, um, you know, it's... oh, And used to go to the same bars on the same nights. Oh, my gosh. So this is something that um, I've, I've meant to say at the beginning um, and I totally forgot, so I want to bring it back to this, this idea back to um, Brother Sachi Dananda, right, who came mm -hmm. on the podcast. And I told you this. He said to me, your soulmate is in the same orbit, right? And so it's like timing. Yeah. And so I feel like, you know, it really was that. And when he... Um, when we saw him recently, just a few weeks ago, when he came on the podcast, we went to Lake Shrine and he was asking me, he was like, he saw you, he greeted, you know, we just had this little chat at the beginning and we got to do the podcast in the chapel, which is really special. And he's like, so how are things going? How's the marriage and blah, blah, blah. And so he kind of chatted and we said, he said, you know, he's like, John loves you for you. Mm. And he you said, never told me that. Yeah. I never told you that. He said, John loves you for you. And he's like, that's how it's supposed to be. And that's why you feel this peace. You know, it's not everybody needs the partnership path, but you know, for us in our way, it felt like, um, you know, how you seeing me has helped me grow in different ways, you know, definitely. So again, we be, we can be mirrors to each other in really powerful ways and help each other grow. So I'm very grateful for you, baby. I'm grateful for you, Mama. I mean, this is a 180 life. I don't even remember the old one. That's it. So present. Oh, so that's a great point. In this moment, when we get out of the mind chatter and we're here soul to soul or you're with your... um Again, whoever we're talking about, partner, roommate, friend, when there's really intense presence, mm. we keep coming back to presence. Mm. I feel that acceptance comes because we're out of the narrative, like the old stuff it reminds you of, or you know what all the the chatter, the fear. It's just like, oh, okay, I'm looking at this human, at this soul, and they're making this choice and this choice. 
Do you think, or am I am I making a, a draw by saying there's a relationship between acceptance and presence? No, I think of course there's a relationship with between acceptance and presence because when you're when you're present, I think that you are focusing on you know what what is important, Mm-mm. and so that yes. that comes that comes naturally. But also, I mean, and uh, I think you know our our relationship has obviously made me dive more into being present. It was something that I was mm-hmm. looking looking at anyway, and um, but now I notice it in terms of actual duration of time mm-hmm. when you are. When you're actually like, instead of having a million things going on, which I'm the king of that, um, you know, having all these notifications and oh my gosh, all these alerts, the and, alerts, and, it's so hilarious. Uh, a ton of stuff happening. Uh, time moves very quickly. Yes, but when you have none of that and you're just doing that thing that you're doing, like just you know, taking a bath with Moses, time you know, expanded, something like that. It is just. One hour can feel like four hours of of bliss. Yes, um, and uh, it's it's wonderful. It is relationship with time is something that I've been saying this on some of the podcasts I've been going on. My relationship with time has really shifted as a result of the practices that I've been doing. Um, you know, I bring it up because it's top of mind to me for me is in the new book, like the ways that. I keep, like you said, growing awareness of that there is these two parts of me, the ego and the true self. Yes. Because otherwise you identify with where you are, but it's not true. There is the ego and the true self is always there underneath. It's always stable. And when, you know, I one of my favorite chapters in the book, the warrior chapter, and I got this really sweet email from Ruth, actually. Mm. I write about her in the warrior chapter. She's incredible. I will link to her podcast as well in the show notes. And I really admired that she went from being a single mom to creating, she had not really worked anywhere, but she was a dancer. And so she started became a spin instructor and then she founded, you know, um, flywheel. Yeah. What was the one, the one before flywheel? So cycle. Yeah. Anyways, no one gets too far off track, but she's an example of using perseverance and, getting past the doubt in the mind. So essentially that chapter is summing up the Bhagavad Gita. And so it's an allegory, right? It's this great battle with charioteers and and horses and, and weapons, but really it's about the battle that each of us is waging every day. It's the battle of the mind. It's the battle of the fear, the ego versus the true self. Do you find yourself doing something and then realizing mid doing it that you are coming at it from a place of ego and not true self and then shifting your thought process or how you act? So for me, it's, it comes right before, right? It's like that tipping point. Like I could go in, I couldn't go out. I could go this way. And I know you felt it too. And because when I'm really in that story in the wound, I know I'm going the ego way, right? which could take on many forms, like withdrawing myself or um, whatever. You actually do know that? It gro- yeah, the awareness comes. And I'll tell you what's helped me grow the awareness is the body awareness. I know the feeling. I've linked it. And this is another sh- practice I share with this tightening in my chest, like in my upper abdomen. Mm-hmm. So now I am getting, you know, it's gotten Everybody easier. Everybody gets easier. the same thing, by the way. The tightness. Totally. Yeah. So what I, the tools that made it easier to breathe through or just, you know, wait the 90 seconds that research out of Harvard um, shows, you know, allows us to process the biochemical reactions of strong emotions like rage and anger um Whatever it is. And so like writing that out, like having this knowledge, having these practices, like, you know, over time, you know, we can say life is neutral and then all these reactions have come from childhood wounds and you know, the past. And so we start to just heal our reactions and these practices really help that. It's amazing once you do it, because once you do it one time, yeah. you know that you can do it. I sometimes like I'll feel myself acting in ego, especially like say like with anger. And I'll feel myself going into something. It's amazing because oftentimes, so often, we are angry 
about something other than the thing that we're yeah. pretending to be angry yes. about. Yes. It's like a spout it. that it can come yes. through. Yeah. We're using it as an excuse to be like, I'm legitimately wronged here. Let me take all this other anger that didn't yeah. have an outlet and put it through this spout. And once you're aware of that, then you can, because there, there's, there's phases to it. And the first phase is being aware of it. Mm. And being like, you can, there's a little birdie on your shoulder and being like, (laughs) you can let this go right now, champ. You can let this go. This is not what you're angry about. You can let this go. Yeah. And then, you know, not doing that over and over because it feels good to go into the anger. It feels good to go into the, it's very like uh, Star Wars, isn't it? Um, But uh, it feels good to, to, to go into it temporarily. It doesn't actually feel good. Right. Because you still you still have that tightness, you still have that knot, you're still moving towards darkness. But then the one time that you say to yourself, because it's not actually a choice if you never do it, right? Right. But then you get to a point in your on your path where you actually are like, Hey, listen, man, you can let this go right now. And then mm-hmm. you listen to it and you say, You're right, I can. I'm gonna let it go and instantly peace yeah. comes over you. And then when it happens the next time, which yes. it happened with us the other day, yes, um, it becomes a thousand times easier and then a thousand times easier and then a thousand times easier. And uh, before too long, you're in control of your mm-hmm. emotions mm-hmm. Uh, for the first time, maybe in your entire existence. Amazing. So <laughs> back to acceptance, it comes like that feeling it could be anger, but it could also be, oh, I want to lecture about eating my way or why this choice, you know, you're living your life wrong in some way, whatever the insinuation is. And instead, remembering the truth is that every human is on their journey. And so if you've offered them the information already and they haven't taken it, we can't push people to not to be where they're not. Right. So it's like that feeling, that tightness of like, Ugh, I want to, you know, lecture them about eating dairy or about blah, 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 or whatever it is. Acceptance means we breathe in and out and we let it go. Like you said, we just let people be on their own journey. Why do we have to comment? Why does it have to be our way? Totally. Also, I cut out dairy long ago. <laughs> You had to say that. (gasps) There's a new milk out. It's called potato milk. Have you heard of it? No. There's a new milk. Potato. Potato It's made of potatoes. Yeah, Swedish company. Wow. That's so interesting. It's, you know, the the creativity in that space is, is amazing. Although the poor milk people, like it was a defined term and now it isn't. Mm, mm. Well, you know, sometimes uh, transformation is called for. And Miyoko, who Miyoko Shinner, who came on the podcast as well, and she was talking about she has a, a program. She was actually investing in helping dairy farmers transition into other crops and ways. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, so it was really beautiful. It came full circle, and that's a brilliant way to actually affect and help change. Those people, yes, yeah, and integrate it with the people yes. along the you know instead the, of trying to subsidize. Yeah. A dying business. Exactly. Exactly. Actually creating new business. That that thought process will change the world. Exactly. Because it, it is flow, acceptance that things are different now and adapting to the shifts. Because you can never fight against it. You see it a lot with industry, like truck drivers, right? Everyone's like, well, with autonomous trucks shipping, like what's going to happen to the truck drivers? And the reality is... If an innovation comes around that provides a better alternative for efficiency and environment and cost, then there might not be a a job available, but there's other jobs available that these industries create and and things like that. Right. But we we have this thing in culture where we're like, but what's going to happen to XYZ? Let's subsidize this. And that's not really functional. Right. Right. But there's this quality in that which is openness. I'm open to things changing. I'm open to trying things a different way. I'm open to, it doesn't have to be like you said, subsidizing the old system. So there's like a flow, there's fluidity when there's more openness. And so I think that's a big part of acceptance too, is that again, we're open to more than just right, wrong, my ideas. There has to be this literal, literal open expansion. I think of the heart energy of our bodies 
of all this rigidity and keeping things tight, it just, I think it wears us out over time when we try to clamp down on our way. Um, so I think, you know, breathing and sitting and being present and meditating and um, all these practices we talk about, it creates more of that expansive openness. So it makes it easier. I concur, Mama Bear. So <laughs> talking about, though, okay, celebrating differences. So let's say we are wanting to enact change. I would like you to be let's use an example, like really healthy, right? Or we're trying to enact change at our company, at our business, in our, you know, change a part of our house, let's say with a roommate or whatever it is. So we say, well, if I celebrate differences and I accept them, then maybe I don't get my way, right? That's the natural like ego question that comes up. And so I, I was... Um, I was on a Zoom call today. I want to share something that, ha- you know, conversation from today, which is Dio, who, you know, I love Dio. He joined my team a few months ago. He's so sweet. I met him in New York mm-hmm. in person for the first time mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. And he was talking about, he was at his cousin's house and his cousin said something that was really like mean or that he didn't like. And he said, you know, he's like, I was, he, he loves, he really uh, connected with the book and breathing. He never tried to meditate before. Mm. And he said, I was going to rise up in anger. I was going to say something. He's like, but then I just said, choose love. And he said, he literally just like, let it go and stayed loving. And he said his, his cousin became loving too. So when I say this, you know, question like, oh, but if we accept, how do we get our way? I feel like when we um, soften into that openness, again, the true self energy, expansive, loving, we're connecting. That's the place where we can find a solution, right? That's the place where we can speak openly and find a way versus pushing. Yes. In all things, right? Think about, you know, from a p- political level down to interpersonal work level. Yeah. And to be honest, you don't really have a choice. You know, like you can try and push things, but that's not really going to, even if somebody does something for you. Like if I stop eating meat for you, right. it's not sustainable. It's not going to stick. Um, if I If somebody wrongs me and I get really angry about it, right? I'm the one that suffers because mm-hmm. I'm living with that anger when I can just, you know, accept that that's what happened, deal with it directly, but not angrily and move on to the next thing. Mm. You know, I think that a lot of these emotions that we have and that we react from are, we're coming from a place of clouded judgment. We're not actually making the best decision for us when we're making these decisions based on emotion. When you actually accept something, and by the way, it's not the easiest sometimes to accept something. No. You, know, you have to really be in a, in a conscious place um, to be able to accept it. You have to be in a place where you aren't emotional from that situation. But, I mean, how many times have you reacted out of emotion and had it be the right decision. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It just doesn't work out. It's so hard sometimes because we fall into that pattern. Um, but I want to, I want to um, bring up something a little bit different, babe. Because you know, we we talk about our love always. It's going to always intertwine there. But I want to be, you know, proud wife that I am for a moment. But also, I think there's some real uh, practical. Um, uh, practical information in here, some wisdom that you can share with us is that my hubby here has just grown and grown his business now to almost 40 people working for you, babe, which is incredible. You've just, you know, the fact that it's aligned, you've created like a really wonderful work culture and people are happy. We had a dinner with a group of your um, colleagues you know, now a few weeks ago, but you could just tell people are really happy and it's just exponentially grown um, Jack Taylor PR, marketing strategy, all the things that you do. And I have to think, you know, I see some of the um, 
managers you've hired and they're, you accept they have a different life. You know, one of them lives in the Midwest. She's not in New York. She's not having, you know, although it's different now with the pandemic and things, but she's not in the office. She's not, you know, doing her typical way, but you really connected with her. And so you found a way to accept her different work style. Right. And so I, I see some somewhat of your work day. And, you know, one thing I can say is there is a level of um, acceptance and, and trust that you have with your team. And I think that's part of what's led to your success and growing so much. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm in a unique industry where the people that are on my team are my currency. Mm-hmm. They're my inventory. They are the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. entire business. And so it took me a long time. You know, we've been in business for 12 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, for for a long time, I thought of the business and the people that worked there as an extension of me. I was the business. Mm-hmm. Everyone else mm-hmm. kind of helped me be a better version of myself. Mm-hmm. And a few years ago... I realized that that wasn't a scalable business. That wasn't the business that I wanted to be a part of and that there were a whole bunch of skill sets that I didn't have and that I needed, you know, an actual team beyond me to be able to do this. And also it's just, to be honest, a better business decision. Like right now, um, if I don't go to work, the business still runs perfectly because <laughs> exactly. I have all these amazing people that all have, they fit each other culturally. They're a fit work-wise. They're a fit. There's no real trust issues. I mean, I don't have like, if I hire someone, I trust them. And then if, if there's a, a breach of trust, we probably can't work together, but uh, it doesn't really happen. You know, right. like people, people, wherever they are, they have to they have to do their job they have to show up we're in a lot of uh you know pretty constant communication we're a small enough company at 40 people where you know you can't really hide and i think the <laughs> well but you know, taking back to it sell like acceptance and celebrating differences how is that do you think contributed well i just think that um to your success i think that comes naturally to me to be to be honest i think that i'm looking for differences specifically i mm-hmm, do not mm-hmm. want uh, uh a homogenized environment i want people that you know come at things with different perspectives from different places um and have different skill sets so the 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 culture you know of of helping is consistent but You know, like we are very, very, everybody helps each other. Everybody works across teams. Uh, Everybody wants to be there. Everybody's in it, you know, to, to win. Everyone believes in the cause Uh, and the cause, by the way, like we work with brands that do something meaningful, that help the world, that solve problems, that, that Mm -hmm. help people in a, in a real way. And I think people really get connected to those bigger Mm -hmm. picture things. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, of course I find it, you know, like I, it doesn't come the, the idea of wanting something the same because it's familiar. That is foreign to me. I don't want familiar. I actually want the, the differences because I already know the familiar. I want the, the other, the other perspectives and the other ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's easier in some areas than others. Like some aren't as triggering, but let's say someone was like hardcore, um, you know, opposite political idea. Wouldn't bother me. Really? No. You don't think it would like, cha- you know, challenge you in those moments? You could really just, because, you know, listen, I'm not the most um, political person myself, but some issues I do feel very strongly about, as I think most all of us do. But um, again, I think the more we connect in, Again, those things, they, all of them, ultimately, we get past right, wrong. We start to connect to the oneness and we find a way, right? Yeah. Love finds a way to connect. You still can't be, you know, like, this is not, like, if someone's an atheist, 
I can work with them and it doesn't impact our right. work relationship yeah, right, right, right. whatsoever. But if someone is hateful, oh, yes. can't work with them, you know, there's still those foundational elements. They're just less intimate than they are when you're talking about a, a partner in life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's true. I think that, um, I think the space where people are like feel free to express and be themselves, there's going to be the, the passion, the life force, the energy coming through. And so it's going to feel healthier. It's going to be vibrant and grow, you know, again, in a relationship and also in a company, in the work, in the company culture as well. Yeah. So um, what else, babe? Anything else to share? Probably. Uh, give me a prompt. Are you excited for the Super Bowl this weekend? Oh my God. All right. That is a sign. We're going to wrap <laughs> the podcast up. So thank you so much, my love. Um, I really I enjoy these conversations where we do get to share. And I just want to, uh, again, share my gratitude for you just being so, honestly, great dude. Did you say great dude? Yeah. A great dude. Just so loving and honest and loyal, fun, kind of, now we're doing the 20. Yes. You put it in my head. Yes. I started saying 20. Yes. Okay. Well, anyways, you know, I love you and my loves, you know that I love you too. Thank you so much. And do they know what it's like down here in this little womb of sage and Palo Santo? <laughs> I don't even know. Some I did. of the herbs down here I've never even smelled before. It's like this glorious uh, little like, Buddhist cave down here. What's going you know, on? It's it's a pretty special space. I have shared on Instagram some photos. It's been a while, but you know, my friend Tided helped me. She create. You know, we these are custom couches to fit the space, and our friends at um, what's that place called? Oh, uh, Rock Palace. We got these crystals. Rock Paradise. Oh, sorry, Rock 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 Par uh, Rock Paradise. Rock Paradise. Oh my god! <laughs> I totally space Jason. If you listen to this, sorry. I love your crystal shop and it feels just very nurturing and it's great to have a little space. You know, I appreciate it. And mama, before we go, I just want to say one thing to you. What is it? Happy birthday, my queen. Oh, thank you. My love It was in the recent past. And I have to say that I, you know, for as long as I can remember, it was my favorite birthday. Wow. Simple birthday. It was simple, but it was profound. It was, you know, service at Lake Shrine, which is always so meaningful to me, which is Paramahansa Yogananda's meditation organization. And his teachings are featured in all the chapters of my new book. He's the one that brought yoga from the West. He's the one that brought Kriya Yoga in, um, Raja Yoga, Ways to Connect to the infinite, to the divine, the fe you know, the most efficient path in the spine. So, anyways, um, we spent the we did the service. We walked around the lake. We got some little gifts there, and then we went to plant food and wine. We ate outside. It was nice to just be there, have a big table, and you know, Mosey and EE e. had toys, and they were crawling on things, and Mosey was playing with ice, and we just relaxed. And we actually had a couple cocktails. You know, we don't drink very much at all, and I definitely felt tipsy, but it was fun. I, it was fun. It was you want to so know why? Fun. Because we had two cocktails. That's about our. <laughs> that's about our max. Yes, but it was it was just glorious and fun, and ate all favorite foods and cake. And then this is the other great part. Papa went to the art store. He took EE e. and he took Bubby and I stayed with Mosey. Came back with hundreds of dollars worth of art supplies came back the entire kitchen table became this art deck of sprinkles and googly eyes and pipe cleaners and paint and canvases and it was this beautiful mama painting that you guys made in one of the hands everybody put their handprint wasn't that incredible so honestly um i can't think of anything else i would have wanted it was so meaningful and beautiful and again, back to authentic self-connection. That's where I was, you know, after this book launch, I didn't want to have a party. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to do things. I wanted to feel nurtured and loved. And that's what I got. Right. And that's, I do you think it's part of the 
By the way, I do this on my podcast also where I do a long goodbye just naturally. I like to do that. Well, it was like, um, goodbye, but hold but on. Like, we have we another have idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think um, as as part of your conscious path, you end up becoming more uh, austere as you as you progress? Like you, Like, that's a very simple day. You know, some people might want a vacation. Some people want to go shopping. Some people, but as you kind of no, grow, no, hold on. you want less stuff. So to me, there's a big difference between simple and austere. Like maybe that's my connotation with the word. Again, that's where a language can yeah, get Yeah, I think maybe I, I don't use that word often. And I think that... Austere feels like, like tight and buttoned up. Simple, definitely. I connect to that word. I feel like... What is austere? Do you think I meant... I meant like austere just meaning like not a lot. If, if, to me, I think more of like stern when I think of austere, but I'm not sure exactly. But for me, again, that's where we have a little bit, people can have a different interpretation of words. I think I just also, I could be wrong. Well, anyways, simple though. Simple. Yes. Simple. You want less stuff. No, in general, that's the theme of life, right? That's the point of this union <laughs> yoga. I think, you know, true self connection, it all is. You need less and less from the outside. And you've seen that with me with food, babe, and how simply I eat. And I said, if you met me 10 years ago, I was so into recipes. I was working right. at the raw food cafe in the East Village. I was living and breathing food. I was having you know, yoga um, with my the friends from the yoga community. We would make food together. It was a big part of my life. And now it's not that I don't care at all, but it's, it's very simple. I don't need a lot of things. It's very simple seasoning. It's taken me a long time to get here. But you're right. I want to do simple things on my birthday. I don't like need a lot of stuff in general. I'm so happy we don't go for dinner. Hawaii or here. I love to yeah. sit in the yard. We love to be home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I always was a bit of a homebody, but this is extreme. I basically <laughs> haven't left the house in two and a half years. And I feel good about it. Although... I do still love trucks and motorcycles. Yeah. I do. I do love them. Yeah. Um, but and I feel good about it. You no, know, even when we're in Hawaii, you know, we'll pop out to do maybe a waterfall walk, but a lot of the times we just want to be home in that beautiful pasture in the forest. Yeah. I think you can still have the nice stuff as long as you don't put value on that, on those things that, you know, aren't there. Yeah, totally. Well, anyways, my love, I love you so much. I appreciate you. And I love you too. If you're listening to this because we're connected. I also love you. <laughs> my beauties. Ah, I love it. Remember my loves to please um, head over to the show notes at mysaluna.com where you will see links to other podcasts. I think you would enjoy meditations. Remember on our Saluna app, I put out free meditations every week, almost the practical enlightenment meditations, the circle and more. So there you have it. I'll be back here in a few days for our next Q and a community podcast. Till then take great care. And sending you so much love. Toodaloo. Namaste. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my loves. I hope you enjoyed our conversation today with my incredible husband, John, who is a very vibrant and important member of our community. And I love that he brings out this different aspect of me and that I get to share about this part of my life with you guys. And yeah, it just feels really special. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being along for the ride. Remember to check out our show notes at mysaluna.com for more podcasts, recipes, meditations, things that you would enjoy. Also, our Saluna app, which is free in the App Store, which is a great place to see the practical enlightenment meditations, as well as tools, again, recipes. It just makes it really easy to, to find our resources over there. I'll be back here Thursday for our next Q&A podcast. Till then, take care. Remember to get the new book, You Are More Than You Think You Are. Sending you so much love, so much gratitude. Namaste. Many women feel stuck in their current job and are looking for a career change. And I say none of us should ever feel stuck. 
That is why I'm so excited to share with you about Georgia Tech Scheller College of Business, which has full-time MBA programs consistently ranked amongst the top 20 in the nation. Scheller's full-time MBA program is ranked number one among top business schools when comparing total tuition cost with average starting salary. Tuition is over 50% lower than other comparable ranked programs. The full-time MBA class of 2023 achieved a record-breaking average salary of $154,679, a 12.5% increase from the previous year. In addition to the affordable tuition, Scheller offers many full scholarships and fellowships for women. If you want to discover more about the program, attend one of their full-time MBA webinar information sessions. And when you attend an information session, you will receive an application fee waiver. Please visit gtmbawomen.com to learn more and see where a Scheller MBA will take you. That's gtmbawomen.com. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.